It's the Morning Blitz. What is this, amateur hour? Weekday mornings from 7 to 8 Mountain, 8 to 9 Central, on 1025U Rock and the Rocking M app. Got a few text messages come through during the break. One of them from our listener, Brian, who says he follows the Kansas State Chiefs field guy on Twitter, and he shows all the work it takes to keep that practice field. It's a lot of work, it seems like. Look, no doubt uh, to, to keep that field perfect takes a lot of work. Yes, I would say it is. And that's the thing. I mean, the further north you go, the harder it is to keep that field looking great and keeping it safe. I mean, that that's the thing. If you're going to have a field that's up north, so like, for example, in the college game, if you have a field at Minnesota or something like that, it's it's more difficult to keep that field in shape, so turf is probably the best option because um, it may be unsafe when it gets super super cold. But you know you get to a certain. But there are plenty of places across the country that are just that far north that are keeping grass fields going. It's just a massive investment of money and resources and time to do that. And is it worth? Is that outweigh the injuries that could possibly come from uh, you know from possibly playing on turf field versus playing on grass? I guess we'll see. It's a topic for a. Another time. We welcome into the program our friend from the Kansas City Star covers the Kansas Jay- Jayhawks. That's Shreyas Lodge. Shreyas, good morning. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, my man. I mean, it's got to be pretty happy time over there in Lawrence. I mean, off to a great two and zero start, including a, a rout of Illinois last week. I mean, Missouri State, great win. Don't get me wrong, and to have Jason Bean do it, awesome. But to do it against Illinois, a, a, a big, a Big Ten, a Power Five school, and to do it with such ease. I mean, how surprised were you at the outcome of that game, or were you not surprised? Uh, I'm not super surprised. Uh, I've been high on Kansas football, I think, as much as anybody in local media, uh, in primarily for two reasons, Lance Leipold and, and, and Jalen Daniels. Uh, you know, and I said as long as Jalen is healthy this season, they could win up to nine to ten games. And maybe that's uh, being optimistic, but I think – you know, I was just looking at where the team was. I thought the offense would be as good as they were last year, top 10 with metrics. Um, but that defense was ranked, it was ranked number 127th in the nation. So I was like, okay, if they're just a top 100, top 80 defense, that's a big step forward. And the special teams was one of the worst in the nation, too. And they brought in Sean Snyder, who has a decorated resume of basically making some of the best special teams in the country and uh, two transfer kickers to uh, improve the, the worst field goal uh, percentage unit in the country, from, uh, or in the Big 12. Um, so I thought, you know, more than likely Kansas is going to be better than they were last year. Um, and I looked at the schedule, and I was like, you know, I think they could upset OU. Uh, just looking at the, the way the conference is and, and you know, win their 50-50 game as long as Jalen and, and uh, Hyshawn, Devin Neal are, are healthy. Uh, so I'm not super surprised. Uh, I was a little surprised by how they did it against Illinois in, in the sense that they were very dominant, especially the first half. Um, but I think they're right where I kind of expected them to be. Uh, and the defense is taking a, maybe a bigger step than anticipated. Six sacks last game, which I think is huge. I want to dive into just a couple of the, the, the big stars for Kansas, of course, are Jalen Daniels and, and Devin Neal. And how much credit should we be giving – Les Miles for getting those players on campus. Now, Les Miles could get guys to campus, but he never seemed to be able to put a product on the field that was respectable. But Lance Leipold has taken the pieces that uh, that Les Miles had, and it looks like he's turned them into just these these all not all American, but all conference type players. 
How much credit should we give Les Miles for this? Uh, I mean, I, I think you got to give him a little bit of credit uh, in the sense of, you know, some of the, the guys that are key contributors uh, are, you know, playing well and uh, doing great for Kansas. Uh, but I, I would say this the turnaround in belief and ability and all that, uh, I give that to Lance Bustle. He's been, I think, something of what Kansas needed. They needed a coach that can really, you know, come in and, and change the losing attitude and uh, reflection of that on the field uh, and be uh, what Kansas can be, you know, what they were in 2007-2008. And maybe they're not quite at that level yet. We'll see what happens with the rest of the season. But Lance, everywhere he's gone, has been a winner. Uh, Wherever he goes, you know, he's broken records. He's won championships. He's done it really well. Um, And so it's – it's interesting because I, I would give less a little bit of credit, but I, I think, you know, out of the 100%, maybe you give less 15 or 10, and I'd give Lance the rest of it. No, I mean, like I said, I think some credit goes to less for getting those guys on campus, but uh, no doubt uh, Leipold has certainly taken the clay and has molded it into a great form. Jalen Daniels uh, back for the first time this past week against Illinois. How does he look? How does he talk about how he stood up against contact? You know, he's dealing with a sore back, and boy, that can be a tough thing throughout a football season. So, how does how does he feel? How do you feel after the Illinois game, and how do you think that's going to progress as he progresses through this season? Because he certainly makes that engine go there at KU, uh, and to have him miss some games would certainly hurt. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's huge that he's back. You know, Jason Bean, like you said, is a great quarterback. He's fine backup, and He'd probably be starting in some Big 12 teams in the country. But Jalen Daniels is just a dynamic dual-threat quarterback. He makes the offense go. Uh, you know, he, he's uh, a leader that they like out there. Uh, I think, you know, KU has been really cautious with him and his back because they realize how important he is to everything, uh, which I think he's huge. And, um, you know, just having him back out there, more back to the routine, uh, you saw a lot of what he did the first six weeks of the season or first five weeks of the season last year. And in the Arkansas uh, game kind of looked like himself there. Um, and I think Kansas hasn't had a quarterback of his caliber since Todd Reeson, you know? So he, he's uh, a guy that could most likely, I mean, I think he play on Sunday is and you know, having that caliber of guy at Kansas, it makes everything so much easier. And Andy Kodalinke is, is kind of an offensive genius and he's going to have, head coaching jobs come out of the bazoo. I think in the next couple of years with the way the offense has looked, um, you know, just that dynamic between him and the running backs. And, you know, he, he made two throws uh, against Illinois that I was like, well, those are NFL-type, you know, quarterback throws, you know, where he, he came out of the pocket, he, he ran 25 yards to the right, uh, invaded a couple defenders and threw 48-yard strike to uh, Luke Grimm. And then another one where he escaped the sack in the end zone, uh, moved a little bit and hit a, a 20-yard strike uh, and uh, got a first down. So I think he's super, super important, and just having him back and healthy is, is, is pivotal. Shreyas Lada, our guest, uh, covers the Kansas Jayhawks for the KC Star. We know the offense was going to be good all year, but as you've mentioned to us before, that it comes down to can this defense get just better because it was one of the worst in the country. Through two games against a – Two lackluster offenses, I would say. How do you feel like they've done? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they've done a pretty good job. You know, like they've pressured the quarterback. Uh, you know, the, the 
they got two picks up, uh, a pretty decent quarterback in Luke Altemeyer. I don't think he's bad or anything. You know, they basically wrestled the ball out of the wide receiver's hands. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I thought they did a fantastic job of making him uncomfortable. That defensive line is a lot bigger and beefier than uh, Kansas has had in, in quite so, some time. And, uh, you know, just, just overall, I, I think, you know, if you're a Kansas fan, it's probably as much as you hope to see from your defensive line. I mean, six sacks, they haven't done that since 2009, you know. And uh, the, the secondary was always the strong point on the defense, and it's kind of lived up to the billing. But if the defensive line has looked as good as they've looked and they keep looking that good where they're getting consistent pressure and making opposing quarterbacks' lives difficult, you know, that's a big step up from where Kansas was last year. And uh, I think the big question coming in was who was going to get to the quarterback. And it seems like they have multiple guys that could potentially do it between Dram Robinson and, and Austin Booker, those two guys. Um, and, you know, I, I, I've been impressed. Uh, Illinois is not the, the best offensive unit in the country, like you said, but just to look as dominant as Kansas' defense looked, I think it is huge. Sreyas Lada, our guest. You know, it seems like every year, um, and, and this could be applied to any program, but there's some guys that come out of the woodwork, you know, that they, they've developed a year or two, or maybe they're just having a great, you know, freshman season. What's a player or two that have really stood out through two games to you that maybe you didn't expect? Yeah, I mean, Austin Booker has looked great. You know, he's a transfer. He's made immediate impact. Uh, he's been really, really good. Uh, Trevor Cardell. I think the the tight ends and uh, has looked he's looked pretty good. I mean he's he's getting snaps out there. Great blockers, doing a good job in, in the receiving core. Um, Highshaw looks like he's an old self uh, after you know what you know a great start to last year. That he was out for the rest of the year after that TCU game, I believe. Uh, so I think you know there's a lot of different guys that have stepped up. I've been pretty impressed by by you know the way that they've kind of had a nice mix of contributions from the guys you expect and, and some, some new guys like Booker and Story and Cardell. Um, you know, Luke Grimm has looked as good as Luke Grimm has looked, you know, the past couple of years. Uh, and you see Jalen's kind of dependable target, um, you know. And, and just overall, I mean, I, it, it's been an impressive showing, I think, for Kansas football. And you're looking at a team that, you know, could be 4-0 and facing Texas on college game day. Yeah, I mean, there is a certain there is a certainty about that. When you look at the schedule, I know you've got Nevada and BYU and Texas, the, the, the three games to finish out here this month of September. But when you look at this at this schedule, and just two weeks in after kind of getting a feel for the other teams that, that, that Kansas will play, uh, how does this schedule look? Because I think a lot of people going into the season would have said this is a, this is a much more challenging schedule than what the Jayhawks maybe faced last year. Is that still stand true two weeks into the season, or is, or have your thoughts changed on that? I mean, I think it's gotten a little easier to be honest with you. I mean, Texas Tech is not what we thought they were. You know, just looking at the way their record has played out the last two games. Um, you know, so that that could be a game where I thought. I mean, I, I thought coming into the season, Texas Tech was a game that Kansas would lose. Maybe that's now a game that Kansas can win. Um, you know, OU has particularly like stood out crazily in the first two games, and that was my upset pick this year was KU to beat OU. They haven't done that since 2007, if I remember correctly. So quite some time. Uh, it, it's 
I, I think it's, it's a little easier. Uh, the big thing for me with always Illinois game and how they play, because I think that was going to be a great parameter of where their season could go. Um, and maybe Illinois isn't as good as people expected because there are people who are saying they're dark horses uh, in the Big Ten West or, or whatever. But uh, they, you know, they're still a good football team. And, uh, you know, they're big, beefy dudes uh, that I think Kansas in historically has never had guys that big. They've done a great job of getting bigger on both sides. Um, and then, you know, you look at the Texas game, Texas looks as legit, if not better, been expected so far, you know, being Bama's huge. Um, I think how Kansas plays in this big parameter of how the rest of the season could look, too. Uh, if, you, if you come out of the Texas game at that point, it's ideally Kansas. If you're a Kansas fan, you want them to beat UCF, which is the one newcomer that uh, could beat Kansas, I think, out of the, the three teams that they're facing of the newcomers. Uh, and then you have OSU, which they is a 50-50 game, but I think Kansas is better than OSU. You're going to beat Iowa State because uh, Iowa State's not a great team. Um, and then you have OU, Kansas State, Texas Tech. Those games, you know, if you win one of those three games, you're already looking at it, a team that you're, you know, eight, nine, ten wins. You know, that's, I think, great, especially for where I think people expected. You know, I think people were hesitant to say this is a seven, six, eight win team, but. You know, if Jalen is healthy and they, they are trying to keep him healthy, you know, the sky's the limit for this team. And who knows? Maybe they beat K-State. Maybe they beat OU. Maybe they beat both of them. Who knows? It just, you know, momentum is such a big thing in college football and in football in general. So, uh, you know, if they somehow pull off an upset of Texas, I, I don't want to imagine what Lawrence would be looking like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you may want to get out of town for that. They might be burning the city down, Shreyas. Be extra careful there. Uh, Nevada this weekend, what can you tell us about the Wolfpack? I mean, to be quite frank, they might be Kansas' easiest matchup of the year. Uh, they are not a good football team on both sides of the ball. Uh, they, their two quarterbacks that they've played have combined for one touchdown between two games. Uh, they haven't thrown for more than... Uh, I, th- I think they're like at 400 something yards total. Uh, their defense is, is pretty putrid. Uh, they've given up over 500 yards on uh, between the passing and, and uh, on the ground to opposing teams. Uh, they were came into the game against Iowa last uh, Iowa last week, and they were not favored, which is an FCS team, by the way, and they lost 33-6. And the week before that loss to USC and Caleb Williams, 66-14. So I honestly think Nevada might be easier than Missouri State, if I'm being frank. And the line is 28 right now. I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas wins by 40. Um, This should be an easy win for Kansas. I know they're playing a little later and it's a road game and all that, but there should really never be in doubt, I think, uh, against this Nevada team. And ideally, you're playing Jason Beep. Uh, by the third quarter. How do you think they handle the, the, the switch to Saturdays? They really liked Fridays, it seems like, Kansas football. How do you think they play on a Saturday? <laughs> I, I definitely think it's a little tougher because it's a road game. And, you know, they uh, Lance said uh, that they're not going to travel after the game because they want the kids to sleep in a little bit. Because even if they did, they'd basically arrive their early morning Sunday. It kind of messes up the routine a little bit because of NCAA rules in the sense that they're going to have to travel on Sunday and they'll have to practice on Sunday, which I think it makes it tougher 
And obviously the elevation of Reno and all that is, makes it a little bit of tougher of a game. But, you know, I, I think they'll be fine. You know, it's a little bit of adjustment, but, you know, they played on Saturdays all last year, right, for the most part. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah it's, just, it's just funny because they played two Friday games, so that's the only reason why. He is uh, Shreyas Lada of the uh, KC Star. Thank you, Shreyas, for the time today. Appreciate it, and we'll catch up soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Once again, great stuff there from Shreyas Lotta. Follow him on Twitter and read his stuff at the Kansas City Star. Let's take a break. Come back. We have our cultural power five. As I said to kick off the show, it's not a great slate this week, folks. Uh, might be a great weekend to do some outdoor chores. Got some beautiful weather. Uh, but we'll get you the top five games. I'll have my eye on this Saturday. You're listening to the Morning Blitz.